Yes! Ah, excited. I've got a lot of steam to blow off, Tom. Rough week, man. Just, uh, you know, another snowstorm coming through. The last one hasn't melted yet. Uh, Dogs in and out of the vets. Power going out, having to get power worked on by an electrician. Pipes freezing, have to get that worked on. Uh, But you know what is? Helping me through it is the All Elite Wrestling and the All Elite Wrap-Up community here. Starting with Andrew Openshaw in the chat, live on the YouTube chat. Because if you're listening back on the podcast, shame on you. We love you, but shame on you. You should have been watching us live on YouTube. We do it precisely at 741 on a Thursday every week. Central Standard Time, otherwise known as Mahomes time. Uh, Sorry, Dolphins fans. We're going to talk some uh, Chiefs a little bit. You know, we'll sprinkle that in because, you know. Wouldn't you? Uh, but we're here to talk about all elite wrestling. We got Tom over there. Tom, what's going on? Dude, I tell you what, I am so pumped for what we just saw on uh, AEW Dynamite. We got a great collision coming up on Saturday. But obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to know we record this on a Thursday night. So we haven't seen that, but it looks to be a great card. Uh, in St. Louis, actually, they're coming closer to Kansas City. I wish they'd bring a collision to Kansas City. That'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, last night's dynamite is awesome. And then, as you mentioned, our Kansas City Chiefs got the victory in uh, Arrowhead against the Miami Dolphins. And now we take on the hated and loathsome Buffalo Bills, which, look, their mm. fan base is known for jumping through a table. That's all you need to know about the silliness of that area, uh, yeah, right? Like, it's stole just, that from the Dudleys. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. Hey, hey, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, <laughs> by the way, in the chat, I don't know mm. if Andrew is, but if, you, if you're if you joining in and you hear us talking about the game, uh, just have a little fun banter. I'll post our Super Bowl victories in the chat, and then you post yours. How about that? Wouldn't that be hey, fun? Tom, you remember when the Chiefs lost four Super Bowls in a row? No. No? I remember oh, when the that's Bills right. Did. Oh, because it was the Bills that did that. That's right. <laughs> Gosh, I forgot about that. That would suck. I'm glad that never happened. To the Chiefs, uh, he says, not a Bills fan, but their base cracks me up, does Andrew Openshaw in the chat. So you should join us in the chat also, right? Like Tom said, uh, mm-hmm. we love yeah. to have a flow of conversation with the community uh, as we talk about the soon-to-be Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs and All Elite Wrestling and anything you want to talk about. You can call us. You can send us a voicemail. You can send us an audio clip, like a, a video clip, to aewrapup at gmail.com. Or you can find us on threads, all underscore elite underscore wrap up. You can find hey. us there. Or you can go to all elite wrap up.com, find all the links you need there. And just, just contact us. Talk to us throughout. You know, what wrestling stuff do you want to talk about? And we'll talk about that here. Uh, but you know what? Nobody did that makes us sad that's okay hey look it's a busy week like you said there's bad weather across the country Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. we had the fourth coldest game in nfl history here in kansas city up in buffalo up in buffalo uh a billion dollar owner said hey how about we just pay the community to make the seats themselves why why would i spend money to actually get this done efficiently when we could just have the fans do it with shovels Way to go, Buffalo. Your owner sure does love you. Yeah, even Pittsburgh um, fans were in there having to like kick yeah. snow out of the way. Like, yeah, welcome, bless America, welcome to yeah. our city. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so it makes sense. It was a busy week, like you said. Uh, I feel like also this week, outside of the bad weather across the country, this is like the first week that everyone starts to like really get up and go. You know what I mean? Like, mm. we came out of Christmas, we came out of New Year's, we just had Martin Luther King's holiday on Monday. 
I feel like right about now is when we're like, okay, when I used to say circle back, I guess I got to fucking do those emails now. Like that's the time of the year we're starting to get into. So yeah, people are busy. It makes sense. But let's talk about. This is a bad time of year, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Circle back time. I hate it. It's the worst. Yeah. The worst. Did, really, don't people understand when back. I say we'll circle back to this? That means we're never going to fucking talk about this ever again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Please. That's code. Show some it's, respect. Yeah. I mean, it's office code for I'm not doing this. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, none of us want to do it. Let's wait until the boss says something. Uh-huh. Oh, you're or the boss. Fired. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. All right. So, Jeffrey Sills is in the chat. He says, what up, boys? Uh, last night, a star was born, and his name is Hook. Oh. <laughs> yeah, close. Hook, and I'm a hooker for life. By the way, last night's show was awesome. Every time they doubt TK on his booking, he delivers. Oh, we're going to talk about uh, TK's booking throughout the night as we talk about AEW Dynamite, but Hook Ooh. is one of the premier things about that. I'm excited to talk about that tonight. Hook. He's right yeah, there. Tom's got Hook. Yeah. Right next right to him. Right there. Wow. Right there. Um, yeah, and I got some observations about last night's Dynamite, and let's kick it off with one of them right now. Uh, so it kicked off last night with a TNT title match. Uh, this match was brought about from a uh, dispute, I guess, or a promo battle backstage between, it? yes, between yes. Dustin Rhodes and Christian Cage. And so here we go. We get the title match uh, on Dynamite. And it, here's my thing, Tim. Th- this is where I just kind of check out. Now, I will say, first off, this match was very good. Correct. Yeah. Very good. If, yes. if I may, if I may, don't know AW and I just watch this, I'm like, these two grandpas are fucking killing it. Like, good job, them, right? This old man fight is pretty good. Yeah, yeah love it. They're doing Canadian destroyers. I I don't know how I know that term, but man, look at that crazy move, right? But let's be what honest. What a maneuver. <laughs> yeah, but let's be honest. Did anyone think Dustin Rhodes was beating Christian Cage for the TNT Championship? What has no. has Dustin Rhodes won anything? What was the last thing he won? Nothing. Well, he wins some tag matches with Keith Lee. Yeah, which okay. side note, side note, and a little bit of news. Uh, let's hope it's um, accurate. Uh, it's being reported that Keith Lee is going to have heart surgery coming up. Uh, so keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And in- Oh, is that what it was? I'd, I'd seen that. Yeah. yeah, he said he had to have two surgeries. He didn't say what they would be because he was like, fucking heart you. surgery. I, have, I think I it was heart surgery and nose surgery. I forget the other body part, but yet heart was one of them. And that's the scariest one. So uh, yeah, side quest real quick. Keep him in your thoughts. And if you pray in your prayers, um, and hopefully he gets a speedy recovery and we can see him in AEW sooner rather than later. But back to this match, it was Christian Cage, Dustin Rhodes. And like we were talking about, I just, I kind of checked out because we all knew Christian Cage was going to win. Now, sure. if, if Adam Copeland comes down, okay, now my interest is peaked because we've seen wrestling trope, the good guy costs the bad guy, his title, but someone else wins it, right? Like it wasn't Adam Copeland that won it. In this case, it was Dustin Rhodes, but that didn't happen. And so it was fine. I'd give this match if I was grading a B. Like it was very good, but not yeah. compelling, I guess. Uh, Jeffrey Sill says this match was very good, at least 3.75 stars, which is a pretty solid B, I think. Um, you know, um, I, I agree. The match, if you watch it, solid, right? You're like, man, these guys really took it to it, hammering each other, 
real mm-hmm. physical, right? Like yep. they weren't meaty dudes, but they were meeting it all over that place, right? Just meat. And um, great. It was better if you saw the collision promo between the two. Like, oh, of course. That was very good. That was very good. Yeah, I guess my biggest criticism is just the story wasn't compelling because we kind of knew the ending. You know what yeah, I mean? Of course. And so, of course. I will say though, it did help Christian look like you know, you know, he's he's not a chump. He doesn't have to cheat to beat everybody. It's an old man that he was beating, but he's also an old man. But mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, it does show like Christian can still get in there and hang oh. tough and throw in a yeah. battle, right? Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So uh, Christian picks up the victory, and we move on, and we go backstage. In a great promo, Swerve Strickland is backstage and he's talking about how he wants to main event everything. He's watching everything. He has eyes and ears everywhere. So, yeah, of course, he knows about this main event between uh, Hook and Samoa Joe. And then the the uh, conversation turns to Hangman Page and Hangman Page. First off, Swerve has just one of the coolest lines where he says, you know, uh, the heavens could open. God could come down himself. The Lord himself can come down and hangman Adam page right now could probably beat him. He could beat anyone except for swerve. And that's just a fucking awesome thing. I, I love the creative freedom that Tony Khan gives his wrestlers to where, if you go back, Miro had a feud with God, I guess he still kind of does, Eddie Kingston addressed his enemies and the first person he named was God. And then here. So again, I'm not saying like God, you know, shit talking on God is compelling, but what I am saying is you don't typically see it. So at least it catches your ear. So I like this promo. What did you think? Uh, I like this promo as well. The main thing I picked up from it that I like is the subtle change we're seeing in swerve lately is he's less the coolest guy in the room and he's, he's getting consumed with this to the point he's mm-hmm. getting a little crazy, right? His eyes are darkening, you know, whether that's makeup yeah, or not. Yeah, I was going to ask you yeah. about that. Do you right. think that is makeup or do you think <laughs> I do that's think so. Like, I do think so unless he's makeup. really running the road a lot. Um, but it was so pronounced that I thought it had to be makeup. But, yeah, like mm-hmm. his his four long stares, right? Like you mentioned Hangman, and he's not here for a second, right? Like Swerve is somewhere else for a second. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, back into it, right? And then if he's if he's watching them at the end, we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. Like he's he's got a creepy stare from the side, right? Like he's all consumed with this to the point of like, you know, Nana's dancing around him, but all that is noise. Swerve is locked yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'll get we'll get to the hangman uh, promo, but the thing that I noticed from this one was, yeah, I, I'm all about that main event, but I still got my eyes on hangman right like it's like you said it was the all the noise kind of stuff and i think looking into the character if you're trying to do a introspective of what swerve is going through right now i think he's telling himself he wants to be the champion but i don't think he's done fighting hangman right it's one of those things where it's like yeah yeah yeah, no okay next step unhealthy obsession with hangman suddenly that just is great and uh jeffrey sills we've got to point out uh, he says he praised Hangman, and then he buried him. Uh, right. And he points out that Hangman is looking more and more like Magnum T.A. Adam Hangman Selleck. Uh, yes. And, again, you know, we're going to talk more about the Hangman. But, yeah, that oh yeah, uh, that facial hair game, strong. Love it. Hangman. Love it. Love it. 
100%. And we'll talk about facial hair a little bit later in the show because I got another observation. Uh, but we go into another promo, and this one was a dud. So Chris Jericho trying his 1980s best to get us excited for him wanting revenge on the Don Callis family because it was powerhouse Hobbs that led to this, to led to that. By the way, the match was crazy. Sammy Guevara doing another fucking dive off the tallest thing, turning it into the Shane McMahon of AEW, except for he hasn't torn a quad. <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> uh, and so that was fine. But here, Chris Jericho is like, Don Callis, I'm going to get you. So first off, before we get into the second half of the promo, what'd you think of that? He probably does do the cocaine though, right? Like Shane. Who? McMahon. I mean, Guevara, yeah. wouldn't sure. you? Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Same thing, right? It's, it's all over the spot, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's a bounce around um, love fest. This is what feels like AEW, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, so the second <laughs> half is well, the second half is uh, Matt Seidel, man, brother, this was the worst high school acting I've ever seen from an old man. Yeah, like, I don't know what this part was. This is the part that really got to me. Again, like Jericho's part, it's like, yeah, all right, fine, right? This is, you know, it's standard, it's normal, and, nothing bad. Like, he's just, yeah, you know. And I guess you could do this differently than, because one thing that I feel like AEW's starting to lean on a little bit too much is a promo. So, for example, this type of scenario. Now, Tony Khan has said, peeking behind the curtain, breaking kayfabe for a second, he doesn't like, Tony Khan that is, the idea that cameras are everywhere and the talent doesn't know it the wrestlers don't know that there's a camera right so they're you know doing their thing and then a door yeah, the tna special right yeah yeah exactly mm -hmm. or the wwe you know like when triple at H least tna tried to act like they were hiding the camera you yeah, know what i mean like was, they would like be a in a TMZ. thing yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but like the wwe way where like triple h and trish stratus are in the room and they're doing stuff and stephanie walks in it's like there's a camera guy why the fuck were you guys doing like so yeah I guess what I'm saying is I understand if Tony Khan's like one of his dislikes of pro wrestling is the camera lives everywhere, but this is kind of the clunky part of having a promo be every single thing that starts a match where someone just walks up and goes, Hey man, uh, you're focused too much on that. Why don't you wrestle me? And it's yeah. like, dude, why to me? It's just, it's that. Yeah. Like Matt Seidel, who we haven't seen in, forever on dynamite right yeah. or even has he even been on the collision rampage as of late yeah he's been a couple times. yeah there. rampage just but yeah the guy love him right he's great at what he does but what he doesn't is do a great promo right like he's never really been the guy to come up and be like hey you all i can think about is okay think of the movie we've all seen back to the future right that's that's pretty timeless mm -hmm. remember mm -hmm. when george mcfly was the one he's like hey you Get your goddamn hands over, right? Like that over-practiced, just bleh, right? Like that's yeah. all that. And so, again, and then Jericho's got a cheesy line hearkening to his name and just, I, yeah, I could I could live without any of that, right? The the first part, like you said, before we got to the the interruption mm -hmm. was, was standard Jericho stuff while I was just ready to be like, okay, that happened. But then right. this part made it feel like, yeah, we could have done better with all of this. Yeah, that's that's where I was a little out on it is because I just I don't why know, would we why care? Would they wrestle? Yeah, why would why we would care we... even if they would? Again, even if they would, like whatever Jericho was doing that got stopped because of the the um, uh, Kenny Omega injury, I, I wasn't 
waiting to see what Jericho did next, right? Nobody was giving you that information, were they? Like that that's what I'm asking of AEW officials. Is were you getting that feedback that we were like, oh no, what is Chris Jericho gonna do now? And so we had to put Chris Jericho up there and manufacture Matt Seidel with him? That doesn't feel like that feels well, odd. Yeah, and they're gonna have a match on Rampage. So maybe that's the reason is hey, we need a little bit more star power on Rampage. And okay, but again, the way we got there, not great. But let's move on. Uh, yeah, we get back I, look, if I wasn't watching Rampage, I'm not going to be like, I got to set aside some time and pencil in time to watch Rampage because Chris Jericho is going to take on Matt Seidel and then, oh, shucks, pal, let's do it for old time's sake. Yeah. You think that's yeah, the that's draw? Not, <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's not putting butts in seats, as <laughs> right. uh, Tony Schiavone yeah. used to say. Um, or, excuse me, that was Eric Bischoff. But let's uh, get Andrew, back in the ring. Well, here. Andrew in the chat says, every time Jericho shows up, it adds a month to the break we need from him. <laughs> and that's that's perfect line to just end our Jericho talk right there. Yeah, <laughs> 1 million percent. So let's yeah. get back in the ring here. We get a tag team match. It's Trent Beretta and Orange Cassidy, best friends, taking on Commander and Pinta El Zero Miedo. Pinta, huh? Now, this was interesting because it felt like the best friends versus the Lucha Bros. But then if you, you know, get the crusties out of your eye, you're like, wait a minute. That's not Bray Phoenix. That's Commander. Wait a minute. That's not Chuck Taylor. That's Orange <laughs> Cassidy. So I thought that was so, a little interesting. So I did. I, I was fast forwarding through like commercials and whatnot and went too far. And I was like, all right, I'll just start it here. Right. I didn't need to see the intros. And I was like, all right, Lucha Bros. Right. And then. I'm like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It took me a second, right? And then they said commander, and I was like, son of a bitch. So I had to, like, rewind and say, I was like, what's going on here? And, mm -hmm. yeah, it, again, not – that is what it is to some extent. Like, look, they hang out with their friends. Their friends are luchadors. They wear similar costumes. Like, that's going to be a thing. But, like, I, I guess it, it doesn't help when we're just like – did we just did we just plug and play? Like I don't. It just feels weird. It's like did we just replace Ray Phoenix with? Hey, you look kind of like him. Get yeah, I, yeah. I would say it's it's not as a big of a sore thumb uh, if there wasn't the connection of um, the hype man, right? So the mm -hmm. hype man walks out. I can't think of his name right now, but he walks uh, out with Commander. Yeah, Alex. I can't even pronounce Abrahantes or something like that. Yeah. Nailed it, right? Nailed but he it. walks out with Commander. He walks out with the Lucha Bros. So if Ray Phoenix is out and Penta needs a tag partner, it makes sense logically that Commander would be in it. It's not as if Ray Phoenix, or excuse me, uh, Penta needs a tag partner, and here comes you know uh, Griff Garrison. It's like what the fuck, right? Like why would we do that? I would so, love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at least it logically makes sense. I will give him that. Now here's a fun storyline. Yeah, I mean, if somebody, some... somebody's like trying to win tag team gold, but like it, the the authority figure, whoever it is, tells them, but I'm gonna pick your tag team partner each week, and it's always just a random person who does not fit them at all. Right, so Penta wants to win the tag team gold, and they're like, all right, it's Griff Garrison one week, right, and then it's one of Private Party the next week, right, and just Penta has to deal with these weird, obscene characters, right, to just on his way to go on it, yeah. I that actually I don't mind at all. But as far as this match, the match was very AEW, right? We get all our fun spots, yeah. we get the clapping, we get the hands in the pocket. So nothing too crazy as far as like earth-shattering moves. Yeah, but it or, felt early AEW. It felt early like leading into original. pandemic AEW. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and so we get the, the finish from Trent. They pick up the victory. They stand tall. But then, oh, no, Tim. Here comes the evil group that we've already just fell flat with. And the undisputed kingdom comes. Roderick Man. Strong says, hey, he wants Orange Cassidy's title. So then Orange Cassidy says, well, let's fucking do it. And then... I guess Roderick Strong says, no, no, no. I'm going to make you wait, and I'm going to challenge you at the yeah. pay-per-view. So so backtrack. Guy comes out and says, oh, I see you're ducking giving away your title shots, even though the story we've been telling with that very guy is he's giving away title shots when people weren't even asking him, mistaking them. Yeah. yeah. One. Two, he says, okay, fucker, don't sing it, bring it. And you go, nah, nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not right now. Again, none of that fits. And the worst part of this is we took the one, the one fucking interesting thing Roderick Strong has ever fucking done, and we cut it out right at its fucking peak, and we returned him back to this guy who goes, I fucking want to beat you. Okay, and nothing, well, and nothing, yeah. like, what the fuck, man, he was so fun and, mm -hmm. and charming and exciting, and we just said, never mind, never mind with any of that. Yeah, well, and I, to, to a bigger criticism, this group just feels like another collection of people, just like the best friends, just like the Lucha Bros, just like when the Elite were running around. They had potential, in my eyes, to be the type of group that says, oh, you want to start a match with, let's just say it's Dustin Rhodes versus, um, you, you know, Keith Lee, for just as an example. Nope, we're, we're disrupting it because we're the Undisputed Kingdom and we run this place. But now they're just walking, like, they went from, like, the most interesting thing, the payoff, which is, logically makes sense right like i know people want surprises but it made sense it was what it was supposed to be i liked it sure <clears throat> but then since then the fuck they're doing like it's just boring we're another collection in this case of yeah. white dudes walking the around the fallout like the oh my god what happens next has been boop, like uh, all done. the drizzling shits because uh, you have the man that Charisma forgot, Roderick Strong, back. You got another man Charisma forgot, Wardlow, <laughs> hanging around. And I just, I, and look, I, the Kingdom are fine. They're good tag teamers, but the same thing. Like, I, they were never the stars of what was going on here, right? They were, they were the hyenas, or they were the mm -hmm. Timon and Pumbaa of the of the Lion King storyline here, right? Like, they're ancillary characters. And and I, look, Adam Cole can only do so much. When you're right, he is looking. Like he's sick. He's so pale right now. He looks odd. He looks yellowed. Something's up. He looks like a clear gummy bear. I'm not <laughs> yeah. coming off of that. He looks like a clear gummy bear. Now, again, the last thing that I want to say about this before we move on is Roger Strong logically also makes zero sense when he says, I'm going to make you wait, Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy has never cared. It's yeah, not like he's like, whatever. His head. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most like nonsense thing to say to someone. Look, so if we wrote out a story that somebody gets Orange Cassidy to care, to stop being so aloof, great. But you know who's not going to do that? 
Titus Johnson. It's not this guy, guys. Yeah. Because, again, he was doing something great. I'm not going to discredit what he was doing was getting really over. But that's just because he was going, Adam, and being crazy and over fun. the top. It wasn't like subtlety, cunning character work, right? Like, but, yeah, the just, neck brace and all yeah, the neck strong, all right. of that. It, it was a chant. It was a thing, right? Like it was Neck it the was halls. Th- it was similar it, to yeah. scissoring and all of that, right? Like it's, yeah. it's because we all want to party and be in on the joke. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, my God, he's a master storyteller. And it was, right. we're not going to get that here. That's just not what's going to mm-hmm. happen. I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer, but. Well, let's get into someone who is a master storyteller, at least in my book. Hangman Adam Page. We're backstage, and he says, I want my world title back. And he goes, it doesn't matter if he can't be Swerve Strickland because Swerve Strickland isn't the world champion Samoa Joe is. And, man, this has – and, again – he does a little bit similar to what you were talking about Swerve does where you say the name and all of a sudden the posture changes, the the tone of the voice changes, mm-hmm. the cadence changes, and then he's able to get out of it. But, but I'm going to be right. And just these two are so fucking great. And yeah, Hangman T.A. is just the best uh, or Magnum T.A. or whatever you want to call him. I call him Hangman ta because i like that better but yeah um, just looking like he smells like cigarettes whiskey and regret you know what i mean he's he looks like he's on a pack of cigarettes right like put him on a horse and put him Mm -hmm. on some marbles and that's a fucking going out to to sale going out to market um but i love him hangman is fucking shit he he looks like a guy like like you're in the movie right the lady like she's kind of she's looking around she's coming out of the bar and he's there Getting in his in his uh, Camaro, right? And he's like, going for a ride. Of course, of course, you're gonna say yeah, right? Like, look at that guy. Look at his mustache. Look at his mustache. <laughs> Here, let me get Ooh. let me get the one shot of that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that smile. Look at that. Can you turn that down. <laughs> look at the shirt. Look at the shirt, huh? Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Ooh. That's right, cowboy shit. Little, That's what that he is. He can do the prince. He can do the prince. Nano. What you talking about, huh? <laughs> See, podcast listeners, we love you. Uh-huh, podcast but listeners but you're you're missing out you are missing you out that. as jeffrey sells says that mustache is majestic he looks like a young sam elliott mm-hmm. Ooh, good call out yeah going outside uh, the world of pro wrestling i like that. now listen speaking of sam elliott we call me the awesome voice i had somebody one time was like hey listen could you do like a sam elliott type voice and i was like absolutely and turns out and not not quite right because they were like oh yeah thanks yeah, no, there's a Sam <laughs> Elliott yeah, voice, right. and it's done by Sam right, yeah. Elliott. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I mean, like they were like, yeah, I mean, not bad. Yeah, uh, good call. Uh, no Sam yeah. Elliott. Good yeah. try. Good yeah. try, bud. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get back to the episode. This is one of the most, I don't know, heart-wrenching, gut punch, but also great, and I cried just a little bit. Mm. Now, I also got super mad, and international people have told me that their things look different than TNT's broadcast. So maybe it was just TNT, but what we get is Mark Briscoe coming up mm-hmm. yesterday was the one year anniversary of the death of his brother. And, uh, yeah, I got teary out. out on this. Yeah, this was, the well, mm-hmm. yeah. So he walks out and I'm not going to go word for word. Essentially. He just says what had happened car wreck, but he said, you know, he, he's, uh, he passed, and I see. I'm making, I'm getting emotional mm-hmm. right now. T- saying it. Let's get. Uh, whoop! Here it is, because I'm about to cry. Take over then if he you says, need. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Then he says. Uh, then he says his nieces were also in in the truck, and uh, 
Whoop. And here it is. Yeah. The uh, onions were definitely being cut during this, says Andrew Openshaw. Yep. Tom's cutting onions I, right now. I'm just trying to fucking Making up it, an man. omelet today, right now. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> he says that his uh, nieces were in uh, the truck. In the and one of the nieces, yeah. Uh, and one of the nieces was told because of the leg injuries she had, she wouldn't be able to walk. But. You know, I'm going to paraphrase here. Fuck that. (laughs) Right. And here she comes walking out. Now, again, this is where, uh, man, you want to snap me out of it. This is where I get Mm -hmm. upset. This is where production. Yeah. 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 I know. We didn't see her walk. Now we had to see these neck beards and mouth breathers getting emotional like I am. Well, what caught me also was they kind of blew it because now, and this might've been the kids jumping the gun, you know, trying to cut out like, yeah, you saw them coming out before he could say it, but like, that's fine. Cause you're like, ah, they were, they thought like, oh, that's the cue. His timing was a little off or whatever, but like, but yeah, then they immediately cut away and they don't cut back till she's standing right there. Like, okay, I get it. She walked down there, but like, I didn't see it happen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like the, the most emotional spot of the whole thing in my opinion is her walking now again like you said we did see some steps but like here's my criticism of well we also didn't know which one it was they never said which one of them like you should have isolated the one now you may not want to make a spectacle i get all that right like no i think she walked out by herself and then the others i think but we didn't see which one yeah right right and this is again more of a criticism of entertainment but specifically AEW on this one but i'll go a little bit more macro of and I, I believe I said it on the Spanish announce table, so let's move it over to All Elite Wrap-Up. I don't give two flying fucks to ever see a crowd member. I'm doing the same fucking thing they are. I don't need to see if someone going, ooh, because I'm doing, yeah. ooh. No, like, when I want to see the crowd members, because there are signs and there are funny crowd members, but it's when I'm all, like, when they're behind the action, right? When a guy's up against a guardrail and he's slapping a motherfucker on his chest. Sure. All the fun crowd stuff that you're doing, right? The funny faces sure. you got, the signs you got, grabbing your dick, all of that. Perfect. Great. Great. Percent. But yeah. while you're showing me backstage promo, you don't need to show me a guy going like, or, maybe a shocking moment. Okay, I get like the Undertaker got pinned, the one guy's shocking face lives in infamy, I guess. But like, I don't, you know, it. like, don't eh. need it. I hate it. I hate it more than anything i can well there's more things i can think of but like it's on the top five of things i hate in entertainment because go ahead jeffrey still says the crowd members they were showing was the family it was the rest of the family no it wasn't no (laughs) there was no the last shot yeah hold on jeffrey the the last shot was the family the family that was yeah you can tell who the family is yeah look on camry side that was there obviously you know the dad if you know the briscoes that was not shown first. The first thing was shown. Yeah, I know was what you're saying. Opposite mm-hmm. camera side. They showed another one in the middle of the, the audience on camera side. Then they went to the family. Yeah. I agree. If you want to go to the family, look, I'm not going to tell you don't. I, but don't show I me think, fans. Yeah, I think to some extent that's done also in mind that if, at least from my standpoint, I don't know. I'm not working over there, but I think. You sometimes want to show the crowd because you're wanting to show people like, look at the fun you could be having here, right? Or the whatever, right? Come be in yeah. the crowd. But I, that's what I'm well, saying what? is, you get that naturally if your action is yeah. done right. Like I see the crowd already. You don't need to show yeah, me only exactly. the crowd. Right. Well, one of the tropes that I hated in WWE when I would watch is they would have a promo, right? They would have a backstage yeah. promo, 
And then all of a sudden, you they watch would go it from to, the seventeenth row. <laughs> yeah, a crowd shot of them. Fuck yeah. them. Yeah, watching this is the why thing. I'm at home. Yeah, I know. I'm at yeah. home so I can see it closer. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, we don't do that in football. We don't like cut to like people watching the jumbotron of the replay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like the the yeah. halftime interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would it, be dumb. It's... We would all think that's really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just a miss. Again, the segment <laughs> itself, and if you edit it for future use, if you choose to do that, I believe you're going to do a great job. It was absolutely outstanding yeah, and fantastic the meat of this though the yes oh my the god like it made me want to hug all of them made me want to go be like i love all of you well here here's to to go on the other side of the coin i will say this about AEW: they do a fantastic job of honoring the commitments they make after tragedies happen mm-hmm. right when brody lee passed they said he's the greatest TNT champion. We're going to remember him forever, right? And up until this point, man, we've been doing it, right? Homecoming was essentially a negative Brody one was tribute. just on TV this week. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, and you know, Anna J won, Preston won in honor of Brody Lee. So we've remembered him. And when Jay Briscoe passed away, unfortunately, Tony Khan made the commitment mm-hmm. that dim boys forever and that's what we've got up until this uh, point. They're taking care so, of like, Keith Lee, keeping him yeah, working. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, and, and we have several uh, other ones that I can't come to mind right now, but we've heard those stories that, like, man, while they were sick or injured, they took care of him. Yeah. They paid yeah, for so him, I let will, him work if they wanted. Like, Yeah, I yeah. will say 1 million percent that they do a fantastic job, like I said, of honoring the commitments when they say it to the public. So uh, credit to them for doing that. Now let's keep it moving. Here's where we might get some uh, negative feedback, Tim. I don't know, but I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this. Uh, We get a sit-down interview with the Young Bucks. And they say now call them by their full names, Matthew and Nicholas, because they are executive vice presidents. So before we get into all of it, let's kind of take a step back and think of it as a whole. What did you think of this? this is fine right this a a role uniquely set for them being evps to play the we're evp jackasses so i'm fine with that and they're doing it just fine right with the painted tat or uh fucking tans right and the shitty outfits and the mustaches and all that Uh, they they're never i've never criticized them for not leaning into a thing right like that they'll lean into the thing that's fine um they did say, call us by our God-given names, which I thought your parents gave you those names. I don't recall Jesus coming down and calling you the five you know, millionth yeah. Matthew in the, in yeah. the world, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's government name, not God-given. <laughs> right, yeah, That's what I God-given. think they meant yeah, to you're say. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Cool. What we could have done all of this without being in the sting thing? I don't like I guess I get them saying you know, when we started this, it was about not being fucking the old things. So, like, as cool as you are, dog, fuck out of here. So, I guess it's, it's I'm fine with that connection, right? I kind of, like, we could have done what they're doing without it, but, like, I'm fine with the connection. It's loose, and, but I'm like, eh. To me, it's just kind of like, really? With the time we've got left with Sting, this is what we're doing with one of them? But Yeah. Well, so, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> here we go. Uh, no. 
I don't know. <laughs> you're um, like, no to everything you said. I don't like anything. No, no, no. I like. I, I agree with what you said in the regards of I like that they're leaning into what they are doing. Yeah. Again, we have never said, man, they're not yep. committed to being a jackass. When they want to be punch me in the face guy, they achieve it very well. Mm-hmm. One million percent, right? Here's what I don't like. So. The spray tans are, look, I think that's an AEW thing. They were shitty for the Young Bucks, but like if you go back and look at MJF or Adam Cole or any others, they're pretty bad. So I think that wasn't really necessarily a miss. I think that's just how <laughs> AEW does bad spray tans. Yeah. But here we go. This is the thing. They have a spray tan artist back there that's like a star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, or, or someone's kid. I think I could do this. Yeah. Or just, yeah, whoever's running the booth back there is like, no, more is better. <laughs> the the yeah. concentrate. They're like, oh, this is concentrate. Fuck, we were supposed to be mixing this down. <laughs> so so here's the thing. Of, and this has been my biggest criticism of the Young Bucks since we were finding out who they were. And I was being, you know, shoved down my throat that they're the greatest tag team in the world. <sighs> this. So. I the mustaches. We get it. You're trying to be Vince McMahon and make fun of Vince McMahon. But like no one the fuck of your audience a tenth of them fucking know that, right? Mm. And then all of this like innuendos about CM Punk, huh? CM Punk, the cancerous uh, you know, guard that we've now gotten rid of, CM Punk. Stop it. Stop feeding into the, like, this is what they do. The Meltzer driver and all of this, like, inside baseball talk that they know and they're going to tell you, aren't they cool for telling you inside baseball? You know, fuck off, man. You know, prior to AEW, when we used to really shit on the Young Bucks, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. This is a thing that, and I don't think I've, I've voiced it just like this. We always said they were nerds trying to act cool. Yeah. You, you ever have the friend in the friend group when you were coming up, say, middle school, high school, who's like, he's there by proxy, but when y'all ask, like, none of them really kind of like him, right? They're kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. And everybody's oh, yeah. like, I thought he was your friend, right? I thought he was your Anthony friend. Anthony Dooley. Mm-hmm. There you I remember. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. Anthony Dooley. <laughs> I fucking sucked. <laughs> fucking you. You know who you are. You yeah, name, it is. You're fucking you. dropping names. You're like, Andy, you fucked your sister. All right. No, anyway. <laughs> so. But usually that guy is the one who, like, is the all, like, somebody makes a funny joke. Well, he's going to say the punchline 17 times today trying mm-hmm. to get the same laugh out of everybody. Everybody's like, dude, stop. It's dead. It's done. Yep. That's kind of what the Young Bucks feel like. Well, yeah, I totally agree. As far as, like, who they are. And, again, let me let me also – I'm trying my best with All Elite Wrap Up to be as positive. So let me go on the other side. They have one of the – they have, if not the greatest tag team cage match of all time with the Lucha Bros. Easily. Like 100%. One million percent. Maybe just cage match in general. Okay? So then let's go back on to this. So Sting, right? I get what you said. The connection of, hey, if we're going to be executives and we're going to get back to the spirit of what AEW was created on, it wasn't old cancerous – uh, wrestlers and they made the point that it wasn't Sting. So again, who could it be? Wink, wink, wink. And I fucking hate that. But then this is where it doesn't make fucking sense. Darby. Yeah, why Darby? Darby yeah. Allen. <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't yeah. even say one thing. Of, so like, why is it a tag match if your if your agenda is Sting? 
I can only Dorothy guess. Dorothy makes no fucking sense. I can only guess. And we typically, like, this isn't what we do, right? We're not behind the stage, guys. We don't have inside mm-hmm. sources. We're not trying to tell you we know things. Nope. I can only guess this comes from, they're sitting down, they're like, all right, Sting, what do you want to do? Because that's what they're going to do, right? Sting, how do you want to do this? And Sting's like, well, listen, I got to do a tag team match, and it's going to be with Darby. And like, all right, well, who's it going to be? He's probably looking around and like, who do you think he's going to pick? He's going to pick the Young Bucks. Or, you know what I mean? Like, if maybe FTR. So, like, I, I get that they're like, okay, well, how do we make this work? That they're trying to force something, I guess. But it feels like, yeah, I just feel like, man, we could have got here something different. Just have the Young Bucks come and attack them and be like, we want to be the one to end you. You know what I mean? Like, everybody shits on us for not having, you know, or something, right? Like, give them a purpose that's needing us to fight off, I guess, which... Maybe that's what this is. Maybe. I don't know. Tom's got Here's the pen. The He's ready to give I've us what the pen. story should have been. I'm, uh, again, I'm still going to go <laughs> off a little bit on why I don't like what they're currently doing. But here's the easiest fucking thing to do that makes sense to get to a match that still honors Sting's legacy and his last match in a tag because that's, again, peeking behind the curtain, possibly what he wants to do, right? The Young Bucks come out last week and do their stupid little thing, right? Then they do the sit-down interview, and they say, we will not allow any tag team in AEW to retire undefeated. They are 29-0, and and they go down as the greatest tag team in AEW history? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. We yep. are the Young Bucks. We are what created this. We go down as the greatest. We will take everything that they have earned. And Sting, we respect you. You are great, but you will not go undefeated. And there you go. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Instead of talking about CM Punk, which is the which is the yeah. most bitch-made move. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. It's the most bitch-made move. Oh, it is, yeah. You had all this fucking time when CM Punk was begging you begging you with his dumb two left feet to do another, to do a match and make some money off of this. And you guys went silent and you guys looked over there and you said, absolutely not. And so then he said, I'll get fired. And he did. And then he went to another company. And now, now that it can't happen now that there's, now that there's absolutely no way that this will ever happen. Well, now we're going to, we're going to puff out our chest and we're going to talk that shit. Hey, Melter, tell CM Punk to go fuck himself. Like, yeah, no. here's here's the thing. We've said forever, it doesn't look like CM Punk can fight, right? Like, <laughs> that's been somewhat. He like, can't. Right? Like, he can't fight. Uh, what CM Punk has never been afraid to do, seemingly, is fight, right? So, yeah. like, he's ready yeah, to we- fight. <laughs> like, he's ready to go. And now you're acting like you want to shit talk and throw hands. Yeah. But when he was there ready to fight, you weren't. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, that is something that the Young Bucks have, again, we don't know Nick and Matt Jackson, you know, behind the scenes, but like they blend a lot of who they are into the Young Bucks, and that's the way it's come across for a large portion of things. We have softened on our distaste of the Young Bucks over the years uh, yeah. since the creation of AEW, and we've been able to see them more, and, and and we do recognize them for being possibly a top ten greatest tag team of all time, right? But the idea that they were, you know, greatest tag well, team of all time always yeah. sat with us weird because we were like, nah, man. Like, first of all, yes, are they? athletic to some extent can they do the moves yes are they greatest of all time at that no can they do promos yes are they greatest at all time of that no uh, can they do storytelling in the ring yeah are they the greatest at all time of that no <laughs> like so they can't be the greatest of all time if they're not the greatest at any one of the things 
Yeah, my my biggest criticism when I was being told that they're the greatest over in PWG is like, hey, the Usos have 11 minutes to do a fucking match and they get in and get out and it's fun and entertaining. Like you're not doing television. Yeah. Television is fucking hard. So now that they've done television, again, like we like Tim said, our stance is softened. I've definitely taken back a lot of what I said because of the criticism, which I did think was true, but I just went too far because that's usually sure, what I do. Sure. But yeah. but yeah, they have proven that story they can do TV matches. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but they have proven they can do TV matches. They've proven they can do storylines. They've proven they can do promos. Like you said, greatest? No. But so our stance is off. Again, yeah. but my biggest criticism before we move on is the inside baseball talk yeah. that feeds the dirt sheets that keeps this fucking entertainment weekly nonsense bullshit in our yeah. minds. And I if don't you, want to fucking I would, have it. I would have just said, leave the CM Punk references out and lean into this idea that you are trying to be Vince McMahon. Because after this, continue this, be the corporate. Because somebody said here, I think it was Andrew in the chat said, you know, Tony has said he doesn't want to be an on-screen figure. So if you're going to do this corporate thing, it's kind of got to be these guys, right? The EVPs. Perfect for that. Lean into the Vince McMahon stuff. When you guys come in and cut promos on people and do the authority figure stuff, sit down in the goddamn ring like you ripped your quads like just yeah. be vince mcmahon at every turn do the fucking walk like wear the yeah. weird suits do it all fine right like do that do vk do voodoo kin mafia but better right yeah. um but like this thing is just it's it's a weird mix to me i it's uh who said it here uh andrew all said 100 sting is in control of what he wants for his last match I don't know if this is his last match, but he's 100% in control in everything he does from here on out, right? Or if he wasn't well, already. And so I got to assume this is what he wanted. I don't know. Well, we hear from Sting and Darby, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But again, if you're going to if you're gonna parody Vince McMahon, that's okay, at least, because we know Vince McMahon, right? Wrestling fans are familiar with Vince yeah. McMahon and his mannerisms. Even non-wrestling fans are. Yeah, <laughs> he's famous enough to do it. But when you're doing the inside baseball talk, that only you know about because you read the Meltzer, whatever the fuck it's called. Get out of here. I hate that stuff. I hate it. Anyhow, let's go on. Uh, a thing that happened, which is interesting, but again, I'm not really in love with it. Uh, we get the Ring of Honor six-man tag team title match, Bullet Club versus Mogul Embassy. And long story short, Bullet Club gets the win because Max Caster comes down and helps them. Tim, what did you think of the match? Fine, I guess. I, I'm ready for ROH to have their own thing, to be ROH and not be on my TV. I kind of think maybe, maybe we might be rethinking the trios title and we might make the trios title a unified thing that can cross the brands, Ooh, maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Because is there enough? between these two brands to be rocking around. Like, I feel like we don't have enough tag teams to have a tag team division. And now we're, we're trying to cram a bunch of trios together. And like, man, yeah. I think maybe we ought to dial some of those back, right? Where we're talking about too many titles. Maybe we don't need two no. sets of trios titles. Well, so, uh, confession time, mm -hmm. confession time. I canceled my ring of honor subscription this mm. month. One, because, and this is not their fault because I don't think they thought that this was going to happen, but a lot of the ring of honor awesome matches are is on the ring of honor YouTube page. So I don't need to pay for that. Um, it's true. And then this is, the, this is the issue right here. When you watch their weekly show, 
and it's a squash match from Tony Nice, and it's a squash match from uh, Shane Taylor Productions. You're like, well, what the fuck am I watching? It's a squash match from Claudio yeah, Castanoli. Tag titles change hands on AEW. <laughs> yeah, but th- if you were to put this match yeah. on the Ring of Honor TV show, I might keep it. But you're putting it on AEW, so there's no fucking need for the yeah, ROH. That was what, 10 bucks a month? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot, man, for squash well, matches and just, you know? Yeah, but look, if you want to really know why I did it, uh, Eddie Kingston's a heavyweight champion, so I thought I was only going to see Eddie Kingston on Ring of Honor, so that's why I initially did it. Um, which, by the way, one of 500, and I got it, so suck it from the back. Um so that's why I initially got it. But then it was just weekly squash matches. Now, there's some fun things. Athena and her minions is fun to watch. But again, they post those clips on YouTube. Uh, Dalton Castle right now is doing a spiraling out of control, which is yeah. absolutely fantastic. But again, they post that on YouTube. So if you make this kind of stuff on your television show, I'll watch it. But when you put this kind of stuff on AEW, like you said, one, it's convoluting AW and two, you're devaluing the paid subscription of a fucking show. So bad. I'm idea. supposed to bad get idea. the title changes on the thing I'm paying for. Exactly. Right? Like that's yes. like, you know, like occasionally, you know, you keep it fresh on the non paid, but the paid is where you get the payoffs. That was supposed to be why I paid for it. 1 million percent. So uh, the Bullet Club are now your trios champions. Again, they've got this little frenemy thing with the acclaim. So we'll see if this leads to a unification or some type of are other they gonna scissor? fun stuff. Are they going to scissor? Not, now it's not who is the devil. It's are they going to scissor? Love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we get a backstage promo from Adam Cole. He hypes up Wardlow, says you know, the new wrecking ball. Wardlow says boom. Then what the fuck was that? Is that all his answer is boom? Dude, I get this guy gone already. <laughs> He's bad. He's so bad. He ain't it. He ain't he it. Is bad. <laughs> but you know who someone or, hmm. I want your opinion now. There's two matches we've seen. So let's move on. We get back in the ring and we get some women's action at the top of the hour. It's Anna J versus Diana Perazzo. Tim. Tell me your thoughts. Well, first up, hold on. Let me back up just a little bit. Tony Storm, mm. timeless Tony Storm, is on commentary. So that is just absolutely outstanding. But that is not who we're talking about right now. I want your two cents on Diana Perrazzo, the virtuoso. You can't mention Deanna. Tony Storm and expect me not to talk about the greatest. Well, Tony. we'll get to her. We're going to get right. to her. Diana Perrazzo is fine and good and, and all of that. I think... I know we all like Anna Jay. She seems like a fun person. But I feel like all of her matches go this way. They're very slow. Now your turn to grab my arm, right? Okay, now it's back here. Now it's now remember grab this arm, right? And back here and it, and and I and I know from what people told me Diana Praz is better than that, right? Even if I haven't seen it, right? Like there's going to be a little more quickness to that. So I, I I don't hold that one against her. That's what I came across with most of this match was like Man, you guys really choreographed this out, right? <laughs> like really, really step by step on this, and made sure we hit it at the point of like maybe half, you know, half pacing through it. I will say, hold on, just to give her credit, because again, let's always try to do the other side of the coin. <laughs> let's not forget about that New Year's Day 
hardcore tag match with True. her and Tay Conti versus uh, the Bunny yep. and Penelope. There's Pete. that. That match is that. fucking ruled. That, there was that, that match yes. fucking ruled. Yeah. Okay. And this isn't to shit on Anna J. I I mean, like, again, no, they yeah. hit all the moves. They hit the moves. It was just, yeah. you could see it coming. It was like, like mm. this arm. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, right, right. Like, it was kind of like, all right, all right. <laughs> so, but, okay, so I guess let me rephrase it. What do you think of the Diana Perrazzo presentation so far so good like nothing bad right there's just no like there's nothing i don't care why she's here yet right i don't i get that yes here's here's my thought especially as she was walking the steps to get to the ropes to get into the ring now again i don't know diana perrazzo i'm i've heard the name i've seen pictures i've read that she was the the knockouts champion but i've never seen her in live action promos or anything like that, right? I'm an AEW person through and through, right? To me, the Deanna Perrazzo is a poor man's Brit Baker. Mm, yeah, she I does the same. Mm-hmm. She does the same. I put my arms out. Look at how cool I am. And, and, da, 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 da. and it's look when Britt Baker does it, she does the fucking thing. And she's got the fucking all the things uh-huh. and the lights and the camera. And she's got some stability and some history to lean back on the lights out match with Thunder Rosa, her fucking fun promos when she was injured, you know, doing the nose thing with, uh, uh, oh, I already forget rebel, you know, mm-hmm. Reba, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But then when she kind of went babyface, she did the, well, I'm the queen of this division. And that's kind of what she looks like, except yeah. for she ain't got all that history. Oh, in yeah, yet. I can see all that. I Yeah, I need to see more in why are you fighting, right? Before I'll make a final determination on this Deanna Prazo experiment. Because, like, uh, right now, I don't care if you win or lose, right? You seem fine. You seem like you can hold yeah. your own. You seem like a good wrestler. You seem like you got some chops on the mic. She doesn't what, seem what uncomfortable on the microphone. Correct. I will say that right. she she came in and she has that confidence of like, well, I'll say whatever I want. Yeah. Right. Love that. But as far as first off, I'm, I'm stupid. I have mashed potatoes for brains. I don't know what a virtuoso is. So you got to explain that to me. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? And then again, you're just walking around like, okay. Tony storm. <laughs> oh, so Tony storm. Here's the other thing that I wanted to get at. Okay, so, so I Tony caught the Storm. Virtuoso. <laughs> What's that? What'd she, she said, I caught the virtuoso once. She's like, but yeah. I will not tell you from who. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's great. Now, here's the other thing that I wanted to mention because I love the line, but I want to make a bigger point because this is just what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me happy is just to point out inconsistencies in the world. But as Tony Storm is on the shoulders of Luther, uh, she has a back and forth with with Diana, and she says, "Yeah, if you don't stop it, I'll come in there and I'll punch your box." Yeah, <laughs> punch you right in the box. Yeah, punch you right in the box. Yeah, punch you right in the box. <laughs> Which is again, censorship is stupid. So yeah. I'm going to go on a tie right. right here, but yeah. censorship is stupid <laughs> because if she, she said pussy, said, if she yeah. would have said pussy, we would have all been up in arms. And so it's like no one, no one that makes these decisions of what we can say, what we can't say, ever cares about intent. They just say, here's eight to ten right. words that you just can't say. And it's fucking bullshit. It, yeah, because it's bullshit. <laughs> first off, that's a fire line from yeah. Tony Storm. 
but that popped like, Renee. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> but that but that it didn't get censored because the censors don't know what that means. Or that they do know what it means, but the the word pussy wasn't said. It's so fucking lame. Just fucking but, let us say whatever we want. But, and what Jeffrey Sills here is talking about is the best stuff. Is when she is talking to Ian Riccoboni and she says she's calling him Tony Shavani and she's like, You never looked better. You've lost weight, you got a haircut, and then everybody else starts shitting on Shivani. They're like, Yeah, you got rid of that stupid earring. <laughs> like and the thing she said was she's like, and I don't know what you're doing with your feet under this table, but please do it harder. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> I couldn't even hold myself. I had to rewind that like three times. Yeah. She's, she's the, the best. best. Yeah. I'm going to use her. that line so many fucking times for the rest of my life anytime i'm in a public setting and i need to like you know what i mean drop an, an uncomfortable bomb i'm like look i don't know what you're doing with your feet under this table but please do it harder <laughs> it's gonna be one of my go-to party lines from now on yeah tony store yeah <laughs> tony's the best tony is the best in in her character right now there was a couple spots where they messed up where it was in color when it should have mm-hmm. been black and white again Let's get some all new hires need to be behind the camera, not in front of it, but we'll move Mm -hmm. on. Uh, We get a tag team match here. That is maybe the future of the tag division. It was fun to see top flight took on private party. What'd you think, Tim? Did you see private parties interaction? I think on the same show, was it collision or rampage with these guys? Uh, Uh This private, this new private party. This is what we said. Private party needs to be right. Like, fucking you got like well, cooler than you are <laughs> with with one thing and maybe this is just me this probably me but it kind of was like probably. it got me out of the character <laughs> but it got me yeah, out of the character okay but if you're gonna do the red velvet uh you know guardrail thing and the security guard and we're humping down yeah. the fucking entrance ramp okay love it yeah. all right I'm not against it but when you say I'm gonna take my do rag off and give it to an eight year old, yeah, that's no, not private party. Yep, no, that ain't right. private party. Yeah, no, so you gotta like dangle it from like no, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. Or just get the kids out of it. And this yeah. is my hatred for children. I just don't fucking want to see them. But like, don't. Yeah, but you're not. With yeah, kids. right. You're not. Yeah, you're not a role model, and that's that should be. Yeah, your thing. I ain't a role model. Um, no, the so when they had the show off, I think this was colli- I can't remember if this was Collision mm-hmm, or Rampage. Mm-hmm, um. The one specifically, Isaiah, I believe, is really leaning in to the like, I'm fucking better than you, fucking yeah. smooth, and mm-hmm. fuck you. Like, I'm going to fucking bitch slap you around. Like, I'm loving all of that. Whatever. Action and ready. If you're hearing these words, I'm going to go the one shot so you fucking see me closely. Whatever you are fucking doing with this water bottle thing, ain't it. That has got to end now. You came, they looked like the coolest fucking dudes in that arena, and you look like a grade-A dork with your fucking water bottle thing. Nobody thinks, nobody is now like, I'm going to cheer for these guys instead of private party now. Like, you're killing it with that. No, don't do that. Yeah, it's, I, I yeah, and look. Some things, if you force it or if you do it long enough, we fall in love with it, right? Rusev Day kind of was fine, but then it got off to a hot start, you know, with uh, whatever his name was doing the fucking song. Loved it, right? Whatever. But yeah, it's just no one's caring. No one's like, oh, that was in two seconds. Like, 
You did it. You did it. Because here's here's why nobody thinks it's cool. Because I know you had to be like, oh, let me make sure I grab this water bottle with me so when the time comes, I can be like, oh, yeah? Well, and this Again, is... Again, if this were a real fight, you just would have been punched in the face before you finished the water. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Well, but that that's where I'll come in as a former degenerate and also probably loser. Um, do it with gin, right? No one fucking cares that you can chug water. Right. It's water. It's water. Like yeah. if it's if it's Jack or Jack Daniel, you know, if it's gin, if it's if it's something like that, and you, well, fuck, okay. If it's beer, right? If you can do that with beer, do that with beer. But if you're doing it with water, well, and then the thing is, like, they even showed him. They were like, the fuck, even like, you know what I mean? They were kind of even like, well, that's yeah. And he's like, I'm hydrated. Have, you didn't yeah, even okay. answer my fucking question or whatever. And he was like, yo, at least yeah. I'll be hydrated. Like again, just. Like, dude, no. you came off looking like a dork. Like, athletic, fine, yeah. sure, but. Well, now I get why Chris Jericho thought there was money in him because Chris Jericho's a fucking dork. Chris Jericho probably would have done that in the 80s if he had the opportunity. Um, but yeah, so speaking about specifically. Jericho match, probably though, gave him the idea. He probably oh, saw him do it and he was like, no, you, you should do that. Do you mean? And he's probably behind the camera, like, dude, do the water, do the. Do the water thing. Yeah, he's the one handing him the water bottle. He's like, remember, do the water thing. It'll get over. Yeah, stupid. And he's like, okay, this sucks. Because that's why he never says anything afterwards. Um, but Top Flight and Private Party. Private Party, yeah, I like it. Uh, I saw here uh, from Jeffrey Sills, the gin and juice look nasty. Yeah, that, mo- that move with the thing mm-hmm. and the cutter, fucking cool. And again, like all what they're doing, the only, you know, Splitting hairs thing, I would say, just get the kids yeah. out of it. We don't fucking need well, to see kids. Well, yeah, you don't need the kids in it until you reach this point. And this is, take a lesson, uh, Street Profits did this very well. You're not faces yet. Once you establish this character and you're doing it well and you're the smooth folks and people start realizing that and they're getting into it, then you'll kind of have to turn to face and then you can be out in the crowd fucking doing the dancing and giving the bandanas to the fucking kids. Right, but I will say... They pulled a villainous little move here, and they uh, did the the heel pin to get the mm-hmm. victory. So yep. maybe they're going villain. So again, get the kids out. Hope so. Yeah, uh, get the kids out. Yep. So next up, we get a video from Sting and Darby, and this is the interesting part for me, and it also confused my stupid Jello brain. Sting and Darby say like we've been the best sting says darby's my greatest tag team partner fuck you lux luger kidding i uh, didn't say that part but like well get him you know tag all that team with rick flair and shit like I don't know. <laughs> yeah well there's a four horsemen there for a minute remember yeah. um but then they say we want the tag team championships and you see ricky starks and big bill and so that led me to go the fuck because we just got the young, the young bucks, bucks saying, I know. we're going to wrestle you. So peeking behind the curtain, we kind of know what's going to happen, right? Sting and Darby win the tag team championships and then lose them to the young bucks at revolution. Okay. Storyline. Let's say as this is fun. We, you know, we're in a TV show. We're only watching the TV show. Why would you just pivot when someone called you out to go, yeah, but we're one of these guys. We want to fight these guys. Like, what? Made no sense at all. Yeah, again, you should have established that already. We have a date tag team 
titles. Then you could have used that for the Young Bucks to come out and be like, excuse me? Be like, okay, I get it. You guys are a quote-unquote tag team. You've wrestled some matches. You're undefeated. But you haven't wrestled a real tag team. Hey, yes. Yeah. That's And the so, story. like, if you get through them and you win those fucking titles, then you come see me. And we'll see if you're yeah. really the tag team champions. Yeah. Now, the cool story, if you want to get some heat behind it, potentially, is Sting and Darby get this tag team title shot. And they lose for the first time, and it's the Young Bucks costing them. The thing that you run a little bit of a risk there is if you're, again, storyline-wise, you want their first loss to be to the Young Bucks because that so makes here's it what you meaningful. Do. So here's what you do. You have them win the titles. They lose the Young Bucks, lose the titles, but maybe that's where you get the Darby-Sting tension start, and maybe that's his last match is the Darby-Sting. I mean, that again, I do not – just me as a sting i love sting he's my top five of all time i and if if steve borden what's a tag match because he's like i don't think i can do it hey you've earned it but if it's me you do a singles match man yet what so andrew says here in the chat he says i could see the bucks saying hey as evps we can make sure you get that tag title shot with them but if you win you yeah it's us and storyline wise, again, makes perfect. But but then here's where you run another risk. Okay, so Sting and Darby lose the tag team championships at Revolution to the Young Bucks, right? Sting has said, "That's my last match. I ride off into the sunset. Goodbye." What's Darby doing? Yeah, what is Darby I bet doing? He now? Yeah, I bet he wants revenge on the Young Bucks, but now his tag team partner is a ghost he's so like years old <laughs> well like he's, he's gone. gone so yeah, he's gone like yeah. what do you it just makes no sense that's why it needs to be a singles match but again if what the reports have said then fine but, but let's get into something better okay good but i just yeah again uh if you can't do a singles match you can't do a singles match then didn't you already have your last match man you weren't a tag team wrestler like i, I like I know, like, yeah, who I don't... you are and what you mean to the wrestling industry and a lot of folks, but, like, I Yeah, I, don't know. I understand what you mean. <laughs> I do understand what you mean. Yeah, because there are certain wrestlers. For example, like, I was trying to think of a good comparison of someone who could do a tag match as their last one and it would be fitting. Arn Anderson. Scott Steiner. Yeah, right? Yeah. Had well, a singles Scott career, have... but, like, yeah. Yeah, but, like, Arn Anderson yeah, was in go. the Brain Busters. He was with Ric Flair. James he Storm. Was with fucking throw that name yeah james storm yeah Yeah, another person yeah robert Uh, rude exactly beer money all that stuff yes those type of people can do a tag match as their last one because you kind of like well they are a good they were tag team wrestlers right yeah but not sting i love sting sting so much hey i have one of the artwork from hal haney and it's sting and luger versus the steiners you could even tell me bret hart if bret hart's final match wanted to be a tag team match right like i know he didn't choose his final match obviously but you know what i mean like uh you know you could have said okay well that makes sense right he was the (laughs) that one popped you you like that one (laughs) 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 goldberg (laughs) yeah yeah, it was Goldberg's fault. He's done that move his whole entire fucking career, but he he's dangerous because all the other fucking people that... Anyhow. Maybe it's you, pal. Maybe it's you. Um, all right, let's get into the main event, which was commercial-free mm. and a banger of a match. It was <laughs> your FTW champion, 
hook. I like it's got chips. Yeah, he's eating chips. Taking on your AEW heavyweight champion, Samoa Joe. And Tim, goddamn, did these two try to kill each other. What'd you mm-hmm. think of this? I loved it. For that same thing, right? That was that put Hook over so much in just the like, he'll take a beating, never give up can kick out of every fucking thing i like that he was even kicking out at one and again mm-hmm. i love these that like i'm I'm pretty solid they don't give taz any clue on what's happening in any of these things with hook because no. he is so bought in it's so great yeah yeah i will say this gave me and i said it on threads which again follow us on threads i live post during uh collision uh dynamite and rampage although collision might not this week because of the playoff football but anyhow mm. um still follow us i do it 98 percent of the time this gave me all the vibes of jeff hardy versus undertaker ladder match mm-hmm. on monday night raw when jeff hardy was like it's all you got <laughs> he was mm. like you motherfucker but he didn't attack him he he just did the man I I would have to kill you, but I'm not going to. And kind of showed some some sympathy yeah, that towards ain't Samoa Jeff Hardy. Joe. <laughs> that ain't Samoa Joe. And so the what? How does it say again? I have a stupid brain. Uranagi, Uranagi, is that what it moves called? Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. but that fucking on the on the uh, announce table, that shit. Good God, looked like it legitimately broke him in half. Like that was yeah. in. Incredible. Somebody write that in American fours and how. Yeah, what is that, boy? I tell you what, I need to take out some of them vowels. Um, uh, yeah, that was amazing. The power bomb on the hardest part of the ring that everyone tried to say for a while. It wasn't the fucking steel post, you idiots. Um, that was pretty. Here's the thing, though, about that move on the announce table. The the ring Uranagi. mat. If they would just change that hardest part of the ring mat, I might buy you. Right? Like I might hear you. Yeah. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Here's the thing that I don't think people caught on to, and maybe I read into it incorrectly. But when Samoa Joe breaks Hook in half on the announcers table, he walks. But what he's doing is he's doing the Hook walk yeah. that Hook does before the match. I love yeah. the like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he oh, just fuck you. Look at who they are. Yeah, I'm that little around yeah. the ring. <laughs> what a dickhead! Yeah, but that's Samoa Joe character though. <laughs> he he's oh. the one who will be like strangling you and laughing about the faces you make while he's while yeah. you, like choke out. Yeah. One of my favorite moments still in Samoa Joe's AEW run was his match against CM Punk at All In when he throws him underneath the announcer's table like they break through the wood. Yeah, and yeah. then he goes, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just flips him off <laughs> behind his back. Yeah. We did get that too. We got hooked giving the double birds to oh, him. Oh, yeah. Like, that was Fuck great. You, Love that. man. Yeah. yeah Loved so- all of this. We get Hook trying to get his comeback, and he gets a suplex, and he gets red rum almost, but it reverses right into a rear naked choke, and it takes him out just how Joe choked out MJF to win the championship. And then, as you mentioned, this is when Hook gets on the mic. Or no, he doesn't get on the mic. He just says, that's all you got. And Joe says, 
Nope. I got the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got the time. That, no, that is not all that I have, yeah. good sir. <laughs> and he fucking boom and does the muscle buster to him. And then boom, does it again. Leaves. And then, oh, that's all you got. And then boom. And then finally. Yeah, he was going to ask again. And Hangman has yeah. to be like, all right, enough of this. <laughs> it was that time. Hangman came out and was like, all right, you motherfucker. You want to pick on someone that's a pro with this shit, not, mm-hmm. you know, still green behind the ears? Come after me. And then Samoa Joe, in a perfect, perfect little bit of character uh, advancement from Samoa Joe, has this look on his face when he sees some uh, Hangman mm-hmm. Page in the ring. Then we go to whose house? Swerve's house. Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana in the uh, in the other corner over there by the stage. Yeah, there, right? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In the audience, and you see this look from Samoa Joe just for a split second where he goes, uh, "Oh fuck, this fuck, isn't going to stop." Surrounded, right? Yeah, like I'm yeah. surrounded. I got a yeah, I got a lot of, to deal I, with here. I had to fucking dig deep to beat Hook, and now I got Hangman, who's a former champion, yeah. and then maybe. The guy that's the hottest person in the company, Swerve Strickland. I wouldn't Strickland. hate if a theme that we kind of get with AW title is that there's always a few contenders after you, and you've always got to keep your head on a swivel. That like, so Joe realizes like, oh shit, I I just became what I was, <laughs> right? Like I mm-hmm. like, dude, I really want this. Like it makes you wonder. Like and and you know, champions can even lean into that. Be like, you really want this, man? You really want the weight that this brings? You know, how many times I wake up thinking somebody's getting ready to hit me with a fucking steel chair, <laughs> right? Like. Huh? You want this? Come and get it. Well, and the last thing that I really loved about this episode is two things. One, I'll bring up how Andrew says in the chat here. uh, He says, uh, I really liked how Hangman helps Hook Mm -hmm. up, but then Hook is basically like, yeah, leave me the fuck alone. I can do this on my own. (laughs) Which is is great, right? (laughs) Hook is a loner. He doesn't need anyone. Okay, awesome, right? Like, thanks. I probably would have died, but okay but like we ain't friends we're not friends you know? yeah fuck you although he kind of is if you think of dan and orange cassidy but whatever um but my favorite thing about that is you have that realization from samoa joe that oh shit they're coming but the last thing that i remember seeing was hangman and swerve strickland mm-hmm. eye to eye because again yeah the title is what we want but I want to kill you. But yeah, like, every time I see you, I'm reminded that I hate your face. Yeah. I want to make it go away. <laughs> yeah. I've always been of the notion that. So side note real quick. One of my favorite rivalries is Raven versus Tommy Dreamer mm-hmm. because of the layers that it has. And it always led back to Raven versus Tommy Dreamer, right? You had Stevie Richards, you had Beulah McGillicuddy. You had all these side quests and things like that. But it always led back to Raven and Tommy Dreamer. Also, I love Peter and the chicken and Family Guy. Whenever they saw each other, it was fucking on. And so I've yeah. always wanted that in pro wrestling. And if we want to do that with Hangman and Swerve, sign me up. Yes. Fucking love it. So, Tim... I guess yeah. my last question. Here's what to I you never want to see. I never want to see the like they're like now they have to tag team together to no. These guys hate each other to the point that if they're in the same room it better be the arena so they can be 300 feet apart from each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it better be hey, remember what you really had to do with CM Punk and the Elite? Do that on story. Like do that in front of the camera, not behind it, right? Uh but I will say the last thing I'll I'll ask you. There are a couple contenders. 
but we do got a pay-per-view coming up. Do you think we get one person challenging Samoa Joe, or do you think we get a triple threat? I feel like we get a triple threat. I just don't think we're going to get one of them to get one over on the other one and be seen as second fiddle being Hangman versus Swerve, right? So I feel like we're going to get to there where it'll be triple threat. Now, maybe one of them gets a single title shot as a fallout from that, but being Swerve most likely, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I would think triple threat. And it's a good way, it is a good way to Swerve's hot. Everybody's like, Swerve needs a title. Put him in the match. Hangman and him can't keep their fucking hands off each other, cost each other the match. Samoa Joe gets to move on and we just kind of keep, you know what I mean? Like you said, you can always, when you, when like, when now's not quite the right time for either Hangman or Swerve forever, you can use the other one to spoil it. And they don't have to have like a fallout from that for the yeah. next three months, right? Like they can always just be the foil. Yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, let's clean up some comments here. Uh, Andrew says, oh, I read that part already. Uh, Jeffrey Sills says, this match shitted all over Seth and uh, gender the match. Gender match. Didn't see it. Sure. Uh, Samoa Joe will have this match with Hook again. Yes. Uh, Andrew says uh, about the Seth and gender. It did and wasn't even close. LOL. Uh, Jeffrey Sills says the triple threat will be Swerve pinning Hangman and protecting Joe. I could see that, but man, one of the main characters. I just think you since- double count on them both or something. And Joe's just sitting there laughing like you know Uh, oh yeah yeah (laughs) right yeah i think that'd be awesome uh andrew said i had the same thought as tim and maybe swerve takes it off joe at double or nothing okay i like that idea i like that idea uh and then one other thing andrew said uh would love to see hook take the tnt title off christian Mm. at some point not a bad idea so here's the thing you know well, he's not always shit talking a dead father, right? Like, but he can just be like, "Oh, and your father," and then Taz be like, "Excuse me, motherfucker," you know what I mean? Yeah. Be like, nothing, nothing. I was just saying, <laughs> you know what I mean? Have Christian still be scared of Taz would be fun. <laughs> oh right? yeah, that'd be the yeah. best. Now, I think we need to shotgun hot spot, whatever the fuck we're calling it. Hook. We need to keep this momentum. We need to keep the fire. We need to keep it going, 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 going. I think, look, Christian, the patriarch, is fucking awesome. Him, Luchasaurus, Killswitch, whatever we're calling it, Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne's mom, awesome. I think they're at the point, though, that they don't need a title. I truly don't think that they need yeah. a title. I think you do the patriarch and fucking be fine. So I think you finish up the storyline with Adam Copeland and you have Hook take the title off of Adam Copeland. Mm. Huh? You say, oh, you think you're a legend? My dad said you were a bitch. And then Adam Copeland goes, well, your dad is a short person who couldn't climb up to the top rope. He didn't know shit about dick. And then you just get it going from there. And I'd make Hook a little bit of a, you know, of a healing thing. You know what? Adam Copeland needs to be like, be like, and your dad was a dork. He just had a name with like four letters. Like, what is that? <laughs> well, <laughs> like just and then, because that's actually that, oh, that's a perfect thing real quick because, uh, because Taz hates it when it's two Z's. So he could be like, it was three letters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
And your name was four letters. <laughs> yeah, four letters, yeah. Not mine. Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah, that would be perfect. Be perfect. So, yeah, I think you get the legend of Adam Copeland to give a little rub to the green, you know, hot new guy in the business, Cook, and you hook these two guys up. That'd be fun. Love it. That's what I would do. Like that's it. AEW Dynamite. Yeah, that's what we Great, got Great, man. This, um, I was a little worried about where's this hook thing going to go, right? Because Hook's been hot. He's been on the up. But, you know, for me, also, he's been silent, right? It's tough to... Right, it's tough to bring somebody up when they don't speak. I do love these promos. Really quick before we get out of here, mm-hmm. where it just has the name at the end, where he's like, well, "Who the fuck is Hook?" And then you just see his name at the end, like that. Hook. That's really it's cool because it's like that, like you know, like the real world stamp from the early nineties. I, I mm-hmm. thought it was really cool. I like that a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I, I again, I like that AW is getting back into. Hey, here's our up and coming young homegrown talent. Uh, you know, and we're going to feature them and try to, to introduce you to the greatness that they are. So I'm, I'm excited to see that we're getting back to that. We had a great one with, with Hook and some others throughout this week, and we'll do more of that next week, I'm sure, as we talk about the fallout from Rampage and Collision and, and Dynamite and all of that. And um, mm, 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 what is uh, Andrew says, this is why you can't miss the live, getting the props, setting up future matches. Uh, this is the year of Hook, and this is also the year of the All Elite Wrap-Up.